Ascension Day to you on this uh, beautiful uh, sixth cycle. Um, I'm going to quit calling it Friday because that's a, uh, you know, that's a day that, that was made up and our days aren't supposed to be named. They were supposed to be numbered um, according to uh, Psalms, uh, Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. But I wanted to come on here this morning um, with a loving rebuke. And it's, it's definitely a rebuke, but um, it's a loving rebuke. Uh, because you know those who who love you know they they warn and um, I just uh, I've just really been seeking Yahuwah this morning uh, regarding just just his presence you know just uh, just everything that's going on and um, I'm just gonna wait a couple seconds to, to see if some people jump on because I want people to see this all right, so we got four people on here so far. Let's see if we can get a few more. But um, <clears throat> I just really feel like, you know, they were feeding this whole thing. That the, you know, um, I've heard some some other YouTubers and stuff like that talk about. Um, you know why the internet's still existing how social media is still up why the grid's still up everything like that and it's because we're we're giving life and power to this and they need us to do that um, we're actually spreading we're actually spreading the fear for them and um, you know got not to get too weird on you but there's a certain um, there's a certain energy that that comes off of that you know that's that comes from from doing that so when we do that um, we're actually giving life and power to the beast system the beast and his system so you know I just wanted to come on here and talk to people who you know you're getting so caught up in everything that's going on in the enemy's camp um, with regards to you know this virus uh, with regards to whether or not it's 5g with regards to you know whether or not it's a bioweapon with regards to what Bill Gates is doing with regards to all of this stuff and um, we're feeding me myself included we're, we're feeding the beast we're feeding it because you can't you can't feed faith or belief and fear at the same time you are either going to do one or the other um, and the thing is is that I think that you know through all of our posts through all the time that we spend on social media and everything like that that we are feeding this beast and giving it more and more and more energy and more prevalence in our lives um, and it's um, it's um, it's tragic to see honestly the volumes not good the mic volume that's weird let's see 
mic check. It says the mic's. Hang on. Is that better, Linda? Hopefully that's better. But anyway, I just wanted to to come on here and um, and talk to you guys a little bit about um, you know about what we're doing. You know, like I see people. Um, you know, like I jump on on Facebook. Um, you know, early in the morning to post. Uh, you know, I've been posting the, the daily Omer count and stuff like that. Um, and I've been posting, you know, the daily Bible verse, which I've been doing, you know, for a long time, um, you know, over well over a year. Um, I think it's approaching two years or something like that. I'm not even sure. But I see people, you know, and, and sometimes I'll I get caught uh, myself, you know, looking at Facebook while I'm while I'm like waiting on my my coffee to um, to brew and everything like that. But I really, really want to encourage you in this hour to focus on how big your Elohim is and not how big or how seemingly powerful this New World Order agenda is, okay? Um, you know, like, if we look at the Psalms this morning, you know, and that's why I think it's really powerful to to take the word and to speak it over our lives. Speak it over your life. Speak it so your ears can hear it and your brain can comprehend what your what your mouth is actually saying. Right? Because belief, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Yahuwah is as Romans ten seventeen tells us. Right? So I'm just going to read a couple of Psalms here and then, you know, um, then I'll kind of get into what I wanted to talk about today. What I feel that the word is for this hour, for, for the Mishpaka, for the family. Okay. Um, Psalm 48, because <coughs> today, at least on the Omer that I'm counting, uh, today's the 48th day. So it says, Great is Yahuwah, and greatly to be praised. In the city of our Elohim, his Kodesh mountain, pretty on high, the joy of all the earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great sovereign or the great king. Elohim is in her citadels. He is known as her refuge. For look, the sovereigns met, they passed by together. They saw, so they marveled. They were alarmed, they hastened away. Trembling took hold of them there, pain as a woman in labor. With an east wind you break the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of, Elo of Yahuwah of hosts, in the city of our Elohim, Elohim establishes her forever. Selah. We have thought, O Elohim, of your kindness in the midst of your hakal, your temple, your dwelling place. 
According to your name, O Elohim, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Yehuda exalt because of your right rulings. Walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers. Apply your heart to her rampart. Go through her citadels so that you report it to the coming generation. For this Elohim is our Elohim forever and ever. He himself leads us even to death. Which I'm going to actually investigate more into um, citadels and um, rampart, because I think, I want to say the rampart is the inner chamber of the castle. <clears throat> where um where it's <clears throat> where everyone um retreats back to in the midst of an attack so that's a little little trail you could go on there but psalm 98 and here's the thing i love about the psalms is my my flesh hates it my flesh hates the psalms my flesh hates praising yahuwah and giving him glory giving him honor giving him esteem because he's worthy. My flesh hates it. But that's why we need to do it. Because we need to we need to impale or crucify our flesh daily as Galatians 2.20. Or not Galatians 2.20. But Galatians 2.20 says that for I have been impaled with Mashiach. It is no longer I who live but Mashiach who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the one who gave himself for me but Yahusha tells us that we should impale our flesh or die to our flesh daily and take up our our uh, our uh, stake and follow him but Psalm 98 says sing a new sing to Yahuwah a new song for he has done wonders his right hand his Kodesh arm there's that right hand and Kodesh arm again have brought him deliverance. Yahuwah has made known his deliverance, his righteousness he has openly shown before the eyes of the nations. He has remembered his kindness and his trustworthiness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the deliverance of our Elohim. Raise a shout to Yahuwah, all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice. Sing praises. Sing to Yahuwah with the lyre. With the lyre and the voice of a song. With trumpets and the sound of a ram's horn. Raise a shout before Yahuwah, the sovereign. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy before Yahuwah, for he shall come to judge the earth. He judges the world in righteousness and zedekah and the people in straightness. So why does it say to sing a new song? I believe it says to sing a new song because Yahuwah doesn't want <clears throat> Yahuwah is he he doesn't want the same old song. He wants you to put forth your creative efforts that he gave you 
to bring glory, to bring esteem to his name. That's why, in my opinion, why I think he wants a new song. Because he doesn't want, you know, because when you bring an offering to him, see, Cain, the reason his vegetables, his harvest was not accepted is because he brought forth basically the leftovers. <clears throat> Excuse me. He brought forth the leftovers. Okay? But Abel, the reason that his offering was pleasant and was well-pleasing to Yahuwah and acceptable to Yahuwah is because he brought forth his firstborn lamb, his perfect lamb, right? So, you know, it, and how interesting is it during this time of this season of, <clears throat> of uh, you know, sorry, guys. <clears throat> Can't clear my throat this morning. But um, during this time of... You know, we, we celebrated Pesach, Passover earlier this year, and we celebrated first fruits, which the first fruits was, was the wave sheaf, was the resurrection of Yahusha. He is the first fruits, right? We know that. The scripture tells us that. I think it's in 1 Corinthians 15 is where the reference I saw yesterday. But, but as we walk out this Omer count, as we walk it out, and as we move you know, from from the barley man to the spiritual man, as Matthew Nolan speaks about, which I've been listening to a lot of uh, his Shavuot teachings this week. But as we do that, you know, we're bringing forth our our best to Yahuwah. That's what we're doing. That's what singing a new song is about. Don't give me what you have left over, but give me, don't give me out of just abundance, but give me the first, first fruits. Give me the top 10% of everything that you have, all of your fruits, vegetables, you know, everything. And that includes our day. You know, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. So I would encourage you, beloved, that there's something special about waking early in the morning when your eyes are barely open and, and, and seeking him, seeking him before you seek anything else. And um, and also, don't just read. Another thing that he's been teaching me lately is <clears throat> don't, don't be in a hurry. Don't try and rush through things. Don't don't try and just make ticky marks on a checklist, on a task list, and mark things off. Okay, I read my Omer count, you know, and okay, I read I read the three Psalms, you know, and move on. No, 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 no. Bask in it. Wait, wait upon Yahuwah. Wait upon Him. Wait upon Him. You know, that's what those Selahs are for. They're, they're, they're moments where you can pause and wait and see what more he has to say. Now let's really get good. Psalm 148, that was Psalm 98, but Psalm 148, man, this will knock your socks off if you have ears to hear. It says, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hua, from the Shamayim. Praise him in the heights. 
Praise him, all his messengers. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Praise him, Shamaim of Shamaim. You and you waters above the Shamaim. Let them praise the name of Yahuwah, for he commanded, and they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He gave a law, and they passed not beyond. Hallelujah, from the earth, you depth, you great sea creatures and all the depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind that, go, that does his word, the mountains and all the hills, fruit tree and all the cedars, wild beasts and all the cattle, all cattle, Creeping creatures, flying birds, sovereigns of the earth and all peoples, rulers and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of Yahuwah, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above all the earth and the Shamayim. He also lifts up the horn of his people, the praise of all his kind ones of Children of the children of Israel, a people near to him. Hallelujah. My flesh hated, hated reading that this morning. Hated it. And I actually got in the habit recently of, of, uh, like I'll, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll start to read just so I'm not, not, um, drawn to my phone or drawn to my laptop and get on Facebook and all of a sudden, you know, I find myself in the flesh and I'm, I'm talking out of the flesh and, you know, I'm operating out of the flesh because I didn't ascend into the, into the spiritual realm because I didn't climb my tower, you know. Habakkuk talks about he climbs his tower, get above the storm of life, and that way he stands there. He stands there to see what Yahuwah would speak to him. You know, what, what does he have to say? Because see, the messengers, I'm not talking about the angels, but, but a messenger. So you've got to enter in to the king's throne room. You've got to enter into his chambers where the king dwells in order to be able to get a message from him to bring to the people. But if you stay out in the outer courts, in the, you know, outside the castle even, where the town folk are, you're never going to be a messenger. Never. And this is, this is the message that I believe he has for us, beloved. Now that we've got, you know, we got the praise out of the way and we got some, uh, we got some people on so we, so we can hear it, okay? But we are, what did I title this? You're feeding. I should have said we're. I'm going to change that to we're because I'm included in this, okay? I'll be the first one to admit it. But we're feeding the beast. We're giving power to the beast in the beast system. We're giving power to it because all. what are we doing? If you search Facebook, what do you find? You find so much about the, the New World Order, the virus, so-called, what it's doing, the negativity of everything that's going on. But I made a post earlier, and I truly meant it. But when David encountered Goliath, beloved, did he walk around telling his fellow Israelites, 
his fellow Hebrew brothers in the army. Man, you, man, do you you see how big that giant is over there? Man, that thing's huge. He's got, you know, that's a big spear he's carrying. That's a huge, you know, huge sword he has. That's a huge shield that he's holding up. No, 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 no. Let's see what he said. Let's see what he said. One of my favorite stories. Not the favorite, but one of my favorites. Trying to find the part where David comes. So David's sent as a messenger from his father. In verse 17, it says, Please take to your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp. And take these <clears throat> ten cheeses to the commander of the thousand and see how your brothers are and bring back news of them. So David wasn't even in the battle. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. David didn't go looking for a war. He didn't go because he knew that Goliath was there. He went because he was sent by his, his father, his dad. Okay. And then it says, um, for Sheol and they, all the men of Israel, were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And Dawid rose up early in the morning, left the sheep with the herdsmen, and took and went as Yesha had commanded him. And he, and he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight, and they shouted for battle. And Israel and the Philistines drew up in the battle array, army against army. And Dawid left his supplies in the hand of the keeper of the supplies and ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. And as he was speaking to them, he saw, he, and as he was speaking with them and saw, so he saw the giant. He saw the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words, uh, and Dawid heard. So Goliath had been taunting the armies of Israel. He had been taunting them earlier. He said, uh, verse 8, And he stood and shouted to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you came out to this battle to line up for this for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Sheol? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight me and so strike me, then we shall be your servants. But if I overcome him and shall strike him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. Then the Philistines said, This day I shall reproach the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight together. So that's what he repeated and David heard it. David heard it. I lost my space. Let's see. And Dawid heard, verse 24, And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, ran from him and were in great fear. 
And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who's come up? For he has come up to reproach Israel. And it shall be that the man who strikes him, the sovereign is going to enrich him with great riches and give him his daughter and give him his and give his father's house exemption in Israel. And David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who strikes this Philistine and shall take away reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should reproach the armies of the living Eloah? And the people answered him according to this word, saying, This is what is done. This is what is done for the man who strikes him. And Eliab, his oldest brother, heard what when he spoke to the men and Eliab's displeasure burned against Dawid, saying, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and your, the evil of your heart, for you have come down here to see the battle. But did Dawid come down there to see, see the battle? No, he didn't. He came down there because his father instructed him to to give his brothers food and to check on his brothers and bring word back, right? And Dawid saw, sorry, and Dawid said, Now what have I done? Was it not but a word? Now, in the New King James, I'm going to find it because I love it. I love how this is phrased. Give me one second. I think it's in the New King James. If not, I'm just going to quote from it. Yeah, it is New King James. He says, verse 29, And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to stand up and fight against this Philistine? Because I've heard what he said. He brings reproach against the armies of the living Eloah, and he brings, and he's an uncircumcised Philistine. Who does he think that he is? And basically, since none of y'all are willing to stand up and fight for him, for us, and for our living Eloah, because you're telling me about how big he is, I am. That's what he's saying. He's not talking out of pride. He's talking out of confidence in who his living Elohim is. Verse 30, and he turned around from him towards another and said the same word. And these people answered him a word like the first word. And when the words which Dawid spoke were heard, they reported them to Shaul, and he sent for them, for him. And Dawid said to Shaul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant is going and shall fight with this Philistine. So let no hearts, no man's heart fail because of him. Who's him? Goliath. Because of the giant. Don't let your hearts fail because of the giant. Your servant is going and shall fight with this Philistine. Now, one, one thing that's interesting is that in Luke 21, it talks about men's hearts failing them for fear about what is coming upon the earth. Isn't it interesting that in this passage, you know, I believe, beloved, that giants are coming back. But you serve the living Aloha who's the giant killer. 
but we won't get into that. But that's a nice little breadcrumb trail that you could go down and investigate that further. Because obviously Goliath was a giant. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. And he, a man of battle from his youth. Then Dawid said to Saul, your servant has been tending sheep for his father. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it. I struck it and rescued it from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I took hold of it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has stricken both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, seeing he has reproached the armies of the living Elohim. And Dawid said, Yahuwah delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. He does deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Shaul said to Dawid, Go, and Yahuwah be with you. And Shaul dressed Dawid with his garments, not with David's garments, with his garments. And he put a bronze helmet on his head and put a coat of armor on him. And David girded uh, his sword over his garments and began to go, but he had not tried them. He had not practiced this. He had not practiced wearing this. Then Dawid said to Saul, I am not able to go with these, for I have not tried them. So Dawid took them off, and he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the wadi, from the river, and put them in his shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came and began drawing near to Dawid, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked at, uh, about and saw David, he despised him, for he was a youth and ruddy, and handsome of, of handsome appearance. And the Philistine said to Dawid, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed Dawid by his mighty ones. And the Philistine said to Dawid, Come to me, and I give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. But Dawid said to the Philistines, You come to me with sword and with spear and with javelin, but I come to you in the name of Yahuwah Shavuot. The Yahuwah of hosts, the Elohim of the armies of Israel, whom you have reproached or you have defiled, depending on what translation. This day, Yahuwah shall deliver you into my hand, and I shall strike you and take your head from you and give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines today to the birds of the heavens and the wild beasts of the earth so that all, all the earth, Know that Elohim is for Israel. And all this assembly know that Yahuwah does not save with sword and with spear, for the battle belongs to Yahuwah. He shall give you into our hands. And it came to be when the Philistine arose and came near and drew, drew near to meet Dawid, that Dawid hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. So he didn't just wait for him to approach. No, 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 no. He went on the offensive. 
He didn't just face the giant. He didn't just wait for the giant to come to him. No, he went to meet him in the middle. And Dawid put in his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. Thus, Dawid was stronger than the Philistine with the sling and the stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. And there was no sword in the hand of Dawid. Then Dawid ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. They fled. And the men of Israel and Yehuda arose and shouted, pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell along the way to Shamarim, even as far as Gath and Ekron. And the children of Israel turned back from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their camps. So what's the point in all of this? You can either talk about how big that giant is, that beast system is, or you can talk about how big and how powerful and how mighty and how sovereign the king of kings and master of masters is. It's up to you. But they can come at us with sword and with spear, with contact tracing, with FEMA camps, with guillotines, with all this stuff. But how do we overcome? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, beloved. But you cannot feed faith and fear out of the same mouth and at the same moment. You can't do it. You will choose one or the other. And what are you choosing? What are you focused on? Because that is what you are giving life to. You are speaking it into existence. Because in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, it says this. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 says this. It's Paul's referring back to Abraham. He's referring back to Abraham, right? And he talks about, as it has been written, I have made you a father of many nations, Genesis 17, 5. And in the, pre in the presence of him who believed, whom believed, even Elohim, who gives life to the dead and calls that which does not exist as existing. Or it says um, in, the, uh, in the New King James, it says to call those things that are not as though they were. Well, okay. It says those things which do, do not exist as though they did. So, beloved, I, I charge you. You know, I told you this morning that I had a, um, a loving rebuke for you. And the loving rebuke is this. Stop sharing so much about what the enemy is doing. Don't tell me about what the enemy is doing. But tell me about what Yahuwah is doing. Tell me about Yahushua's coming. 
Beloved, whatever you focus on, that's what you feed. I'm here to tell you today, that's what you feed. That's what was happening. Because, see, the, the armies of Israel, they served the same living Eloah as David did. But what was their focus on? Their focus wasn't on all the things that Yahuwah had done from them, for them in the past, which were many. Which were many. I mean, all the, all the miracles he did all throughout the Torah. You know, in Joshua, the, the walls of Jericho had come down. They had, faced, they had faced battles before. But they were not calling back on the previous times where Yahuwah had delivered them. They were thinking of things in the physical realm, but you're in a spiritual battle. The Bible says that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in heavenly places. That's what this is about. This whole thing isn't about whatever world government we're facing, whatever country we're in, you know. It's not about that. It's not about going and protesting and, you know, doing all that. Because you're protesting to save a country that no longer even exists. It's going to happen. But what we can do is we can protect us and those who are in our house and our fellow mishpaka, our fellow family in the body. That's what we can stand against. We, we are being worn out by the beast and the beast system. Now, the beast has not been revealed yet, but the beast system is rising, and we've made allegiance to it um, with a, a lot of the technology that we use. And this is why I believe that the technology still exists, because you are doing, we are doing a better job than the media is doing. Because, see, there's a reason I don't watch the news except in certain circumstances or, you know, maybe I'll go and find an, uh, see an article that catches my eye or something like that. And I want to bring an important update or something, but I don't feed myself with that because whatever you think upon is what will become. Whatever you dwell upon is what will be. It's, it's just how it is. And He's he's making war against us. He's wearing us out. I'm trying to find, is it? It's either Revelation thirteen or it might be twelve. Let me see. Sometimes I get these translations mixed up in my head too. But we are giving, we're giving power to him. Power to the beast and the beast system. Like I remember um, a long time ago when I was like 16, 17 years old. I think it was like 16. First missions trip I ever went on. I remember, um, you know, encountering spiritual warfare for the first time. And someone told me, you know, don't even speak of the enemy's name for the more you speak of him the more powerful he becomes I was like oh wow crazy and 
that's I, I really feel like that's what's happening. Like I mean, so many people are are sending me, um, you know, and posting, you know, all about, and, and it's like guys, like I I get it. You're trying to wake people up, right? I get it. I do get it. There's a time in every for everything under heaven, you know. That's what um, that's what uh, Ecclesiastes three talks about, right? But you know. I would just be careful how much you're dwelling on that stuff. Because, you know, you can either focus on, you know, make sure you're feeding your spirit. Make sure you are, you know, <clears throat> feeding on the good things. You know, someone yesterday, um, I'd been thinking about it almost, I think it was about a, a week or so. But someone yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, posted from Philippians 4, um, 4 verse 7, one of my friends, um, Chelsea. Um, but, so I'm just going to start in um, verse 6. It says, Do not worry at all, but in every matter, by prayer, hang on, let me fix this. In every matter, by prayer and by petition or supplication, with thanksgiving, do not forget that part, okay? Because we come into his courts with thanksgiving, with praise on our lips. <clears throat> Let your request made, be made known to Elohim. And the peace, the shalom of Elohim, which surpasses all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds through Messiah Yahushua. So peace is a weapon. The peace of Elohim, which surpasses all understanding. Why does it surpass all understanding? What is Paul saying here? It surpasses all understanding, in my opinion, or based on how upon uh, what I get from it, is because his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So we can't even understand the peace that he offers us, because it's not the peace that the world gives. It's not the peace that the world gives. It's the peace that he gives. It's the peace in the midst of the storm itself. Shall guard all of your, shall guard your hearts and your minds through Messiah Yahushua. You are to guard your heart, beloved. You are to guard your heart. I think it's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 or 23. It talks about guarding your heart, for out of it is the wellspring of life. Out of a man's heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And your mind, you are to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Messiah. Every thought that's, that enters into your mind, you should be checking it and making sure it lines up with the word. And then it's not from your own flesh or from the enemy or something like that. And then <clears throat> he says in verse 8, For the rest, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's righteous, whatever's clean, whatever's lovely, whatever's of good report, if there's any uprightness, if there's any praise, think on these or think upon these things. 
That's what we're supposed to be thinking about. That's why I've been challenging you this week that you need to stop. We need to stop. I keep saying you. I apologize. I'm included in this. But, guys, I think the horse is beat dead. Okay? We get it. You know, you want to warn your family members who aren't believing, who aren't awakened to, you know, what's going on with, um, you know, the vaccines and, you know, all that stuff and about testing. I get it. But for us to just come into agreement with the enemy and just start talking all about what he's doing and not about what Yahuwah is doing. You know, like, do you guys realize that we should be rejoicing right now? Because we're literally seeing biblical prophecy coming to its fruition. I keep bringing the subject up, but those who have gone before us, who are in the grave, who are sleeping, they don't know anything. They died with blind faith. But... Faith is what's needed. You know, go go read the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. You know, it's called the faith chapter. If you don't like that word, call it belief. But it says, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony or a good witness by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of Yahuwah, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we, what he's saying here is, we weren't there when the world was created, when the universe was created, when you know this, this flat plane was created, when the firmament was put over it to separate the, the waters above from the waters below, like... Uh, Genesis 1 speaks of, and also in the psalm today, Psalm 148.4, it actually talks about waters above the firmament, or above the Shamaim. It says it. But we weren't there. So by faith, we believe that. But I keep bringing this up. I keep drawing this out, guys, because we need to get past the fact that these are just stories in the Bible. No, they aren't stories. This is written recorded history it is the word of aloha it is living and it pierces through light and darkness it breaks soul and spirit and it separates bone from marrow okay that's what it does it is living it is living by faith enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because Yahuwah had taken him for before he was taken. He had this testimony that he pleased Eloah. But without faith, verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to Eloah must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So first of all, the step first step, the reason why without faith is impossible to please him, because see, he doesn't he doesn't just show himself right he doesn't just show up and be like hey look i'm yahuwah boom no but 
by faith, by belief, we believe, right? We have to believe that he is. What does that mean? We have to believe that he exists. What did he tell Abraham? I am that I am. Tell him I am sent you. Right? Is. Now it doesn't say was because he is the one who was, who is, and who is to come. Right? The book of Revelation tells us that. So we have to believe that he is. We have to believe that he is here with us in the midst of our greatest trials that are upon us. He's in the midst of us. He is here. He has not forsaken you, beloved. He has not turned his back on you. He is here with us. You know, what happened when during the Exodus, when um, the Israelites were being chased by the by the uh, by Pharaoh's chariots and army by Egypt's the Mitzrayim, right? What happened? The the pillar of fire was going before them. And, you know, all of a sudden the pillar of fire went from before them to a went behind them to protect them from the enemy chasing them. Okay. And what did Moshe say? He said, stand still, be silent. For these Egyptians that you see here today, you shall never see them again. Hallelujah. That's what he said. I mean, it's all right there, but we just have to believe. And Yahushua said, in this life, we will have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. I have overcome it. So we are more than overcomers through Yahushua Mashiach. We are more than overcomers because we overcome because no matter what may happen to us, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of him who died for us and gave himself for us. Unless you make a dumb decision and you test Yahuwah thy Elohim breaking Deuteronomy 6.16 and you don't heed the words of the watchmen who are speaking to you, not just me, but others, and you, you know, you get tested, you know, you, and then after you get tested, you actually end up taking the vaccine and you're like, oh, nothing's wrong, you know, and you don't know what you did. Don't tempt. Yahuwah thy Elohim, don't do it. Don't do it. Look at Matthew chapter 4 as well. He came, he came and tempted Yahushua, and Yahushua told him that. But by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, it had never rained, ever, never, ever rained before, never but he moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to the place which, was, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. 
By faith he dwelt in the land of promise in the foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him with him of the same promise, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is Eloah. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful. If you're going to judge something this morning, I want you to judge him faithful because all of his promises are yes and amen. All of them. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. See, beloved, I'm here to tell you today that you are a stranger and a pilgrim on the earth, on this earth as it is right now. We are citizens of his kingdom. We're not citizens of this earth. We're not. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly they had called to mind that country from which they had come out. They would have had the opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Hallelujah. Therefore, Yahuwah is not ashamed to be called their Elohim, for he has prepared a city for them, beloved. Read it. What was it in? I think it was Psalm 48 or 98 this morning, but go find it and read it. It's all about it. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, see, when he was tested, you're being tested right now, beloved. You're being tested. Offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that Yahuwah was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he, had also, he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith Isaac blessed Yahuwah and Esau concerning things to come by faith Yahukub when he was dying blessed each of his sons of the sons of Yosef and worshiped leaning on the top of his staff by faith Joseph when he was dying made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones by faith Moses when he was born was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. See, beloved, by faith, they were not afraid of the king's command. This is what we need. We need faith. We don't need fear. Don't be afraid of the king's command. Tell me about how big your Eloah is. Tell me about how big your creator is. Don't tell me about how big the new world order is. Don't tell me about how their plans and schemes are. No, because go read Psalm chapter 2. Because these vain, these kings of the earth right now, they're plotting a vain thing against Yahuwah and against his anointed. And he who sits in heaven, he laughs. He laughs at them, beloved. He laughs because their plans and their schemes 
will not last. He only gives them an hour to rule with the beast, as Revelation chapter 17 verse uh, talks about. <clears throat> That's what he talks about. Where was I at? Here it is. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of Aloha than to enjoy the passing pleasures. Oh, sorry, I skipped one. Um, so verse 23 talks about they, they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with his the people of Eloa than to enjoy the pleasures of sin, the passing pleasures of sin. Now see, this is where we're at right here because you've got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision about who are you going to serve this day because the middle ground, it never exists except in your mind and was a lie from the enemy. There is no fence because Satan owns the fence. Satan owns the fence. There is no middle ground. The middle ground, the lukewarm, are going to be consumed. They're going to be spewed out. He says that. So you have to make a decision just like Moses did. I don't care what your inheritance is in this earth. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what you do for work. You've got to make a decision. Is it? True that my Eloah shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory in Yahushua HaMashiach? Is it really true? Or is it your career, your job, your paycheck, the government, your social security, the stimulus package, any of that? Who is your faith in, beloved? That's what I want to know today. That's what Yahuwah wants to know today. Because by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of Eloah than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. You've got to make a decision to get rid of the passing pleasures of sin esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. You gotta leave the treasures of Egypt. You gotta leave the comforts of Egypt. You gotta leave it. Don't look back. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as by seeing him who is invisible. How do we endure? We endure by seeing him who is invisible, beloved. I'm preaching to myself. I hope I'm preaching to somebody. I, if y'all ain't getting set free, I'm getting set free, okay? This is for me. I didn't even plan this. See, he, he feared a king, but not an earthly king. No, he feared the king who is seated on the throne. <laughs> Hallelujah. For he endured. So how do we endure? We endure by gazing upon the one who's seated on the throne. 
He endured as seeing him who is invisible. Just like Stephen did. As Stephen's being stoned, he's got a big smile on his mug. He's being stoned. His face looked like the face of an angel, it says in Acts chapter 7. I think it's like verse starting in like verse 49, verse 50, something like that. Because he saw heaven open and he saw Yahushua standing at the right hand. He saw him. <laughs> That's how we overcome, beloved. By the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, and by not loving our lives even unto death. Who cares? You know, I was making posts the other day, last week, I think, about, okay, you're going to kill me? Big deal. So you're going to take away the worries of this life, and I just go to sleep, and I rest in him, and in a blink of an eye, and time-wise, it'll seem like, he wakes me up in the resurrection? I'm in. <laughs> Who cares? It, who cares? And on top of that, by holding fast to my crown, he said, hold, be faithful even unto death after, you know, because the devil's going to put some of you in prison for 10 days and to try you. So he's going to try us. Be forewarned, he's going to try us. That's what it says in Revelation chapter 2, verse 8. Or, or is it verse 10? I think it's verse 10. But, and he said, and he's going to try you, but be faithful even unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. <laughs> I will give you the crown of life. Do you want the riches? Store up your treasures in heaven, in the Shamaim, in, in New Jerusalem, not on earth where thief and robber and dust and moth destroy and thief and robber you know obviously steal by faith he kept the passover the sprinkling of blood lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them by faith they passed through the red sea as by dry land whereas the egyptians attempting to do so were drowned by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. See, look, right here, this is another reference to a person who does believe not perishing with those who don't believe. When she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth, also David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the enemies of the aliens, Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. 
Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth, and all all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise elohim having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us they did not receive the promise meaning that they didn't get to see it yet they didn't get to see it they didn't get to see it coming to pass but we do we are we are seeing it so blessed are you for you have eyes to see and ears to hear. If you can see the signs of the times and you're being afflicted for it, you're blessed, beloved. You are. If they come for me, I've told you. My plan is to preach to them. Who knows? I don't know. But they can come to me with sword and with spear, but I'm going to come at them in the name of the living Aloha, Yahuwah of hosts. That's better than any weapon I have. I mean, but we got to make a decision, you guys. What are we going to feed? Are we going to feed the beast system? The AI who controls Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and every other, uh, you know, system out there? Or are we going to feed our faith in the living alone? Are we going to feed our faith? In Yahuwah of hosts. Because see, I'm trying to teach you how to gaze upon the storm around him instead of the storm around you. That's what I'm trying to teach you. Because see, whatever you focus on, that's what that's what you know is magnified. That's just all there is to it. There's no other way to get around that. But we have to believe. Do you really believe in the stories from the Bible? Do you believe it? Or is it just words? Does Is, is it real to you? I don't care what you call him. You can be Torah observant. Calling him Yahuwah and Yahusha. But do you believe? Because belief is not enough. He said, hey, and rightfully so, for even the demons believe and they tremble. But do you love him? Do you love him enough where if someone was to put a gun to your head, someone's to threaten you with a guillotine, whatever the weapon is, could you face that giant? Could you face it? Are you going to choose to fear man? What man may do to you who doesn't have power over the soul that you are? Or are you going to choose to fear the one who created the heavens and the earth with the very breath of his mouth? Beloved, our, our, our minds can't go there. He, he exists outside of time. 
His beauty is beyond our comprehension. And he said that he's never going to leave us or forsake us. I mean, we are living in such an opportune hour. Even if they slay us, who cares? Who cares? We're going to live with him in the kingdom. They can have their beast system. They can have their beast kingdom. They can have their new world order. They can have their stupid hunger games. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't. I want nothing to... I I don't want to be a part of this at all. I don't want to be a part of it. I have nothing... I have nothing here. (laughs) Um, It's... You know, what is it? What is life but a vapor? But I just hate to see us give power, come into agreement with the beast, this AI beast system that's that's running things, that we've made so many covenants with, you know. Is there a time to warn people? Yeah, there is, absolutely. But... Be careful what you're filling your mind with is the point of all this. Make sure that you're filling your mind with the living word more than you are with conspiracy stuff. You know, because honestly, and I, and I don't mean that as in like it's all a conspiracy. No, I don't mean that. I just mean that some of this stuff cannot be proven. You know, some of this stuff is a you know, some disinfo stuff. Like, there was a video about, um, you know, dude had in his hand a, a, a motherboard, and it said COV-19 on it, and he said that he was installing it into 5G and made this whole big fuss about it, and the video went viral. <clears throat> but it went viral as disinformation because, and uh, John X Army had a good video on it about it. He said that it was because, you know, people who start to actually look into researching what's really happening and, um, you know, about this pandemic. Um, when they see that video and then they find out that it was fake, then when they go to research, they won't, <coughs> they won't hear or accept the truth. They'll just keep going on with their, you know, keep on drinking the Kool-Aid, keep on being a sheep. So we got to be, we got to be careful really careful about what we are viewing you know david um i think it was david pretty sure it was but david said um you know yahoo will keep my eyes from gazing upon worthless things i used to only think that that meant you know having to do with like pornography and stuff like that which of course it does but it's more than that you know keep my eyes from gazing upon worthless things you know, these last uh, few days of, of the Omer count, um, I felt a conviction personally in my spirit where, you know what, I'm not going to look for any updates. I'm not going to look for any, um, you know, what people would consider, you know, conspiracy stuff on, on YouTube and stuff like that. I'm not going to watch any of that. I'm only going to watch um, sermons. 
I'm going to, um, sermons and then like, you know, some teachings from, uh, you know, brother Leland Jones, you know, and I'm just going to study a scripture and I'm going to, I'm going to listen to praise and worship music, you know, and I'm just going to focus on him because see, if you, <coughs> you have to Shavuot is all about ascending. It's about, um, it's about a resting, a wrestling for the blessing. But if you let this world drag you down, it'll drag you back down into the miry clay and you'll never ascend. You won't ascend to the mountain and you won't receive the blessing. You won't receive the outpouring of the spirit. And that's what I want for all of us, regardless of what calendar you're on. You might have a few days left in the count. You might have a week left. You might have 10 days. You might have 20 days. You might even have 30 days. I don't know. But that's what he wants for us. He wants us to ascend. He wants us to obtain that which, you know, we, we press on for the upward calling, right? <clears throat> we look unto Yahushua, who's the author and finisher of our faith, it says in Hebrews 12, 2. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the stake, despising the shame <clears throat> and has sat down at the right hand of, of the throne of Yahuwah. We look unto him. What are you looking at? That's what, that's what my message is. What are you looking at? What are you feeding on? You know, um, before you feed on anything, you should be feeding on the word. You should be feeding on the word. You know, if you if you're the type who you like electronics, you you read your Bible on your phone. I would encourage you, if you don't have a Bible, just you know, go get one. I mean, they're six dollars, seven dollars at a store for a New King James. You know, obviously where it says L O R D and G O D and stuff like that. You know, just know that you need to put Yahuwah there and Eloah there or Elohim there. You know, stuff like that. And for the son's name, you know, Yahusha instead of Jesus. But get a paper. There's something special about opening up a paper Bible. Because, see, you can't get a little drop-down message on a paper Bible that, that says, you know, oh, this notification, this notification, this notification, this notification. You can't do that on a paper Bible. It won't interrupt your 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 connection, you're in frequency, you're in tune with the one who created the heavens and the earth. And we want to be in tune with him so that we can be with him and be guided by him, by his spirit. That's what it's all about. For if you are guided by his spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't. Your flesh hates it. Your flesh hates when you praise him. That's why you should praise him. Your flesh hates when you pray. That's why you should pray. Your flesh hates when you worship. That's why you should worship. Your flesh hates when you obey. That's why you should obey. But we just have to make a decision. Who are we going to fear? Who are we going to serve? Because those who don't fear Yahuwah, they should be afraid. They really should be afraid. Because he's going to pour out his wrath, his judgment, his vengeance, his indignation 
upon this entire world, and he's going to baptize it with fire. But you, if you fear him and you keep his commandments, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear because you already fear him reverently. See, we don't approach him in a manner that, you know, just half-heartedly. That's what, uh, what was it, Adab and Abinahu did in, uh, I think it was um, Leviticus chapter 10. And they approached with, with strange fire, with propane, profane fire. They approached him in a way that was unworthy, and he struck him down for it. You know? we got to approach him with a fear of reference because he's the king of kings. You know, um, we were watching a, a movie about Esther the other night, and uh, it's interesting, which if you haven't seen uh, Leland Jones' book, uh, not book, sorry, Leland Jones uh, on YouTube, his video connecting Esther to the end times and how Esther represents the bride, and I call him Xerxes, King Asher Rus or something like that. I'm just going to keep saying Xerxes, whatever. But um, And King Xerxes represents Yahusha. Uh, Haman represents the Messiah. Haman's ten sons represent the ten kings. Um, and Mordecai, I believe he said, represented the remnant. And, um, and you know, Esther, she could have been killed um, for approaching the king without being called. But, you know, she she was willing to approach on behalf of her people. And, you know, I actually think that, um, I think personally what I see based on what has already happened, you know, in the book of Exodus, what, what took place in the book of Esther and how I see things in the, in the near future. I think that the bride is going to partner with Yahusha to, uh, to bring judgment upon the beast and the beast system. That's what I think. That's what I see in Scripture. And, um, you know, so to save the remnant, um, to save the remnant that's, uh, that's still on the earth. So that's how I see it. But we've got to be cleansed. We've got to ask him to, to just burn away the dross of our hearts. Burn it all away with the fire of his spirit. Ruach HaKodesh. So, anyway, that's that's what I have to say this morning. Let's see here. Just seeing if there's any questions or anything. I don't see anything. questions cool well anyway um i'm looking forward to um to this evening um with getting with uh some brothers and sisters y'all willing um to uh you know to discuss um the end times uh just like we did last week um because uh apparently <laughs> um, I, there was enough interest from people down uh, down south to uh, down south in Australia and New Zealand to uh, to make a second timing. You know, so we have uh, 
we have Friday evening for them um, and anyone else who wants to do it. Um, and then we're doing it on uh, Sunday uh, morning at around 11 uh, Eastern. So anyway, guys, um, I hope you have a, a blessed Abaraka uh, preparation day um, as we prepare uh, to Shabbat with him uh, during the morning rain. All right. So Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah.